Okay, hello everyone. My name is Sabrina Atkins with New Student Services, and this is Jenny Fick, also with New Student Services. Um, this is episode of three, episode three of Inside MSUV, and today we have Abby Cook with us. She is an assistant director in the, in our International Studies office. So so excited to talk with you today. It's great to be here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And then we were just chatting a little bit before we turned the camera on. You have quite an extensive background in international studies kind of yourself. Um, will you just give us a little bit about uh, where you grew to love international studies? Oh gosh, well, I was first introduced to an international lifestyle when I was in high school and I lived abroad for a year uh, in France. And then after that, I just got the travel bug and mm -hmm. I've been a lot of places. I lived in Italy, I lived in Russia, I lived in China. I spent time in South America. Oh, so, so cool. right before <laughs> right before coming here, I spent two years in China, where I was introduced to the field of international education as a possible career option. I worked on the private side for a Chinese company, and then my husband and I decided to come back to our roots in uh, Montana. I'm from Northern Wyoming, but we chose Montana to settle, and the rest is history. Here I am in awesome. MSUB. I had no idea. Awesome. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that's so cool. And that's like a range of dialects and different cultures yes. and so many <laughs> different things. Um, how do you get somebody who might be interested in international studies even paired up with like which region or where they want to go? Since I imagine, like you said, you've got a little bit more of an intimate background with it. Yeah. So. When we're referring to study abroad, for example, I work with students kind of on a one-by-one -one basis when they first express interest to me that they want to go abroad. I really do a one-on-one -on -one consultation with them and try to get their background, what their interests are, what they're studying, and then I, I guide them to where I suggest that they go based upon what they want to do. But if they say, no, I beeline, I want to go this direction. I'm like, okay, we can do that too. Work. But uh, I think just based upon my experience of having lived abroad on numerous occasions and gone through the study abroad, the work abroad, the interning abroad, mm -hmm. I, I've pretty much have done it all. So I have a pretty good understanding of what students are going to go through and where they're going to be most successful. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, I guess Jenny and I were kind of talking about it on our way over here today that we both regret not studying abroad and our time in college. Yeah. Um, so what would what advice would you give students maybe that are thinking about studying abroad? Like what tips and tricks would you, you give them? My biggest advice is just to do it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Right. Because so many times what happens is, as you said, mm -hmm. the regret is that you don't do it. Right. Uh, and that is what I hear over and over of students who have graduated and they don't go abroad. When you're a student and you go abroad, then you have a lot of resources available to you. Right. A lot of, uh, there are a lot of myths and misconceptions about studying right. abroad that it's only for certain majors or you're mm -hmm. going to fall behind or you're going to, um, you need to know a language to go abroad or, it's, or it costs a ton of money, which if you are a student going through one of our programs, you pay MSUB tuition. All right. your financial aid is still applied. You get additional scholarships. Your financial need is, at, is increased. Mm -hmm. You're still an MSUB student when you go abroad. The tuition fees in a foreign country are waived. Right. And then you have the support there, my counterparts, to help you every step of the way. Whereas once you graduate, 
you have no support. Right. And it makes it a lot harder to do it. So I tell students just to do it. Just do it. Because you're going to regret <laughs> it if you don't. Oh, totally. And kind of the safety of having like you guys know where the yeah. schools are and everything, just that yeah. it's all encompassed within this education, I think is really Absolutely. neat. And it comes back, it transfers back. So in most cases, mm -hmm. uh, especially if students plan ahead at least a year, then everything will transfer back and they don't lose time. Yeah. So if students are interested, do you recommend them coming in like their first semester to start planning their study abroad or? Yeah, yeah if they wanted to uh, consider going abroad, then first semester, second semester, or gosh, I have students who are coming to me with their, their senior year saying, mm -hmm. I, I'm a senior, I kind of lost track and I want to go abroad. So okay, we'll figure out how to do it. That's awesome. So there, there are options. The longer you plan, the more likely you won't have to extend your degree. Right. But you know, even if you do have to extend your degree, if you're planning late or if you want to go somewhere that doesn't have the classes that you need, mm -hmm. um, then it's still going to be worth it in the end because at the end of the day, that sets students apart. It gives them that unique edge when they are applying for job positions later on and it gives them such a whole different perspective mm -hmm. of the way the world works and then yeah. would sorry would you expand on what um how does it give them an edge what do employers see when they see that somebody studied abroad and get excited about that well it's uh, and i can speak from firsthand experience it it gets them interested Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I've, back in the day when I was younger, and this is even when I was applying and still in college applying for, for serving jobs, for example, right. I would get interviews, even though there was a ton of other people applying, I would still get interviews because they're like, God, you've lived in Russia? Really, <laughs> they wanted to just talk to you. They just wanted yeah. to conversation started. I've gotten jobs that I was not at all qualified for because I landed the interview because of how unique my resume was. Cool. Awesome. And in, in, during that interview, I was able to sell myself. So a lot of times when you are applying for, for positions in smaller companies, they don't necessarily know the value of study abroad, but you can sell that to them when you are in the interview. Say, okay, I, I have gone through A, B, C, D. I have lived on another side of the world. I've had to learn languages. Right. I've had to navigate these types of different experiences. I had to learn how to be, learn uh, how to manage ambiguity and mm -hmm. openness and tolerance. So it, it relates on a whole different level than just the person who has the same degree, maybe the same GPA, maybe better, but you don't have the life skills that somebody who has been abroad has. Yeah. And then I want to touch on something that you just mentioned there. Um, and bring it kind of back to our students here. Uh, just some of the things that you were saying, it, um, I guess, illuminates in someone's mind about uh, different cultures and different stereotypes maybe being eliminated. Um, we were just talking about it with Brad. How special and important is it to get to give a face to um, these different cultures and people from different places. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly important. And that's one of the huge benefits, as, as Brad had mentioned, that we have on this campus for having a decent number of international students because it does start to eliminate and break down those barriers of the stereotypes. And some of the stereotypes are not so good. And in a lot of places in the world, we have students uh, from the Middle East, from East Asia, from from Central Asia, mm -hmm. for example, from Africa. And a these are destinations that students, a lot of students from Montana, from the region, really only hear about in the news. 
so they have these preconceived notions of what it's like in those different countries. Mm -hmm. So when they are actually in a class with somebody from Iran, if they're in a class from somebody from India, they can put a face to the name and they say, okay, well, you are from India, but you're not at all like what the news says you're like, right. or you're from Iran, but, but your perspectives are completely different and that's not what I've imagined. And then it sparks a dialogue and a conversation and it, that's what education is about. So it, it's just, it's really fun to see the transformation in students who have uh, befriended and really started to learn mm -hmm. from our international students and then to see the other side our international students learn from our domestic students because they also come here with preconceived notions of what America's like oh yeah and I, uh, I can't imagine how that kind of probably gives you goosebumps to get to see these little walls kind of be broken yeah. right in front of you yeah that's what it's about that's why I love the field international education it's it's such a transformative experience for everybody who's involved and mm -hmm. it's it's fantastic and I love to share uh, share the experiences with the students and then try to get other people to participate as well can you do um, international studies at, like in your master's or graduate studies you can to some degree most of our exchange programs are with undergraduate but okay. we do uh, exchange with some business colleges that offer MBA programs. So there's opportunities. We don't have an MBA program here at MSU Billings, but there are some opportunities for students who want to pursue MBAs eventually to take business masters. Uh, we have some opportunities if you want to do language study, that can be anybody. Mm -hmm. So we have language study in France, Spain, Costa Rica, and in China. So if you wanted to go to one of those destinations as a graduate student, you could do that and that it would you would it would not count towards your graduate degree because we don't have a graduate degree in language but right. again it would set you apart so uh, and I, I'll talk specifically to China because I, I did business there if you want to if you're interested in international business or intercultural communication or anything like that China and East Asia really is the new frontier right. uh, and having exposure and the ability to speak the language, it sets you up so much better than somebody who is coming from square one, essentially. Right. But any language uh, we can do. And then there are also a lot of uh, State Department programs, uh, critical language scholarships that graduate students can participate in, Fulbright programs for teaching abroad. They'll pay for you to teach if you want to go. Peace Corps is an option where if you do Peace Corps, we have a Peace Corps prep certificate program here. And if it helps you get into Peace Corps later on, and they will pay for your graduate program if, if you do a complete a two-year Peace Corps volunteer in a developing country. So there are a lot of opportunities. They don't necessarily all have to streamline through our office, but right. we can point the directions. And I think it just goes to show, like you said, um, just how many different doors that then opens that um, in our ever-growing and ever really competitive job market. Um, this just would give you such a leg up, it sounds like. Absolutely. Uh, are there any things that you would highlight as a specific challenge for international students, either going from the US or coming into the US? I, I think uh, Brad had mentioned this, the, the initial challenge of arriving to a new destination, uh, the culture shock mm -hmm. is difficult. Uh, especially for students who are, I mean, Montana is a relatively homogenous region. Um, 
There is diversity, and it's, it's very colorful diversity, but sometimes you have to look for yes. it a little bit. So if you're going to an area of the world, even if it's Western Europe, which is very similar to the United States, there are still a lot of differences. So that initial culture shock can be challenging. Mm -hmm. Even when you're looking at it just uh, in, in very uh, divisional spectrums, for example, the education style in yes. the United States is vastly different than it is in many parts of the world. Right. Uh, a lot of our students talk about the challenges of having busy work all the time, having homework. Mm -hmm. uh, also the difference <laughs> of your professor is, it goes by his or her first name in the United States and that doesn't happen in a lot right. of the world. The, 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 just the challenges there and associated, that, that's part of the culture shock. The difference in uh, mannerisms is challenging. And then at the same time, you're going through this, this process, this uh, integration process, and you are, in many cases, at least initially, you're on your own. You have the support of our office and the other international students. But when you're first there in a different country, you you're still grasping with, I just left my, my world, essentially. Right. So it's a, it's a growing experience. And as Brad had mentioned, you build these bonds with the people who are undergoing that experience with you to the point where you will be friends with for life because you develop such a deep uh, sense of familiarity with those right. people because they're going through it. Right. I would say that's probably the biggest challenge is the initial year and the culture shock and the waves. And for students who are going abroad, uh, both domestic Montana students and stu our international students, I always warn them that, and having gone through it multiple times myself, you get through the culture shock. We call it the roller coaster. Mm -hmm. You get through the roller coaster of the culture shock, and then when you go home, you do it all over again because you have right, reverse right. culture shock, <laughs> which in my experience is sometimes harder to deal with because nothing has changed, but you have. Right. I, we were kind of were chatting about that a little bit too, that you've got to miss the friendships you've made, and it's, but you're coming back to your old friendships, mm -hmm. and uh, I think it just shows what a full life you can have and that absolutely. maybe the bittersweetness is kind of the beautiful thing too. Yes, oh, sure. absolutely. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today, Abby. That's I don't pleasure. know about you, Jenny, but I feel like I learned a lot. Yeah, I <laughs> want to go do some international I know, I'm studies. like, go back to school and study abroad maybe? I don't know, no. <laughs> do it, right? <laughs> Just do it. Well, thank you so much and thank you um, for all of our listeners for listening with us today. This has been Inside MSUB and make sure to listen to us on Spotify and Google Podcasts.